This is the lecture for Analyx 1.2. Master Yao said, one who is filial and respectful of his older brothers rarely becomes the kind of person who has a taste for defying authority. And it is unheard of for those who have no taste for defying authority to be keen on initiating rebellion. Junzhu apply themselves to the roots. Once the roots take hold, the Tao will grow from there. As for filiality and respect for elders, I believe this may be the root of Ren. So this is a rare occasion where someone else other than Confucius is providing the insight. And this happens uh, from time to time in the Analects. Master Yao is considered to say things that are similar to what Confucius says as well. So his point is that if you have these qualities, filiality, respect for elder family members in general, then this kind of person rarely becomes somebody who has a taste for defying authority. In the West, especially if you are uh, American, initiating rebellion and def generally defying authority is something that tends to be encouraged, that tends to be praised. And it's something that um, can be even part of the founding myth of your country. But in general, unless you have a real, genuine, moral, and righteous cause, you shouldn't be somebody who has a taste for defying authority. You might ultimately have to defy authority. You might ultimately have to initiate rebellion. But you shouldn't have a taste for doing this. You shouldn't be keen on doing these things. People who are like that usually do this out of a sense of ego. Whether it's coming from a place of insecurity, you can't tell me what to do. Or they seek to aggrandize themselves by overthrowing the pre-existing order and hierarchy and place themselves somewhere towards the top. Now, of course, when you do this, you cause chaos and, you, and typically that leads to a large degree of violence. And so the Junzi, the virtuous person, does not want to do this. Now, the second part of the statement is talking about applying yourself to the roots. The roots, of course, is a important metaphor for Confucian self-cultivation. Everything has a cause, everything has a root, so it's important to figure out what those are and how to nurture them. And of course, this kind of 
metaphor uh, that belongs to that comes from the botanical world can be found uh, in different forms. So Mencius talks about its seeds. Um, the Great Learning talks about roots and branches. But in any case, we have something that we find already in nature. And then we try to make this something good or greater. And that's how it is with human nature. You take what already exists and you try to bring it towards something good, something greater than what you start with. So we want to have these roots take hold and then from, from them, from, from the proper roots, the Tao, the way, grows. Now the Tao is, needs to be explained to some degree um, at this stage. So the Tao is something similar to what we mean by a person's philosophy, a person's way of life. And the Tao that Confucius speaks of is not something that is simple-minded, such as my way is to just be free. That's a very simple-minded way of understanding the Tao. Confucius says that his Tao is connected by one thread. In other words, all the things that he talks about, Li, meaning ritual propriety, E, you could translate as morality or righteousness. Ren, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, filiality. All of these things are connected. They're all part of the Tao. And how do you understand the Tao? Well, that's why you're studying the Analects in order to have some sense of what the Tao is. So you want to have, so there are many roots. Uh, and what Master Yao says is that perhaps the primary root is this, is this filiality and respect for elders. The Chinese term for this, and I'm probably not pronouncing this well, is Xiao Di. And he says that this is the root of Ren. What is Ren? This is also another term that we need to go through the Alex for you to be able to intuitively understand. Ren covers ideas such as humanity, virtue, compassion, benevolence, human heartedness. It covers many of these things, but if you want to have a approximation at a one statement definition, I would consider this to be the most noble things about humanity. Humanity at its most noble form or in its most noble expression. Again, this is very difficult to define and Confucius doesn't try to define this term all in one statement either. So throughout the analytics, he will talk about Ren, what is Ren, what isn't Ren, what's an example of Ren, 
who could be said or who could not more often be said to be a man of Ren. And gradually, gradually through these examples, we start to get an understanding of what this means. Many words are like this. Um, if you try to explain the word irony, that's very difficult. It's very ironic. Um, if you try to explain it to somebody through a dictionary definition, it doesn't really quite work as much as if you just point out instances of irony. Then it becomes more intuitive. And that's the same way that you need to, uh, that's the same approach you need in order to understand the term Ren. So Master Yao is, is saying, be a filial person. Be somebody who respects the elders in your family, including your older brothers. And if you, if you develop this part of you, this is something that will enable you to really develop your own Ren. And Ren is really at the core of the Tao. When we talk about the Tao, we're not talking about um, a kind of Taoist conception of the Tao, even though they call themselves Taoists. Um, they have a different kind of conception of the Tao, where, um, wherein the understanding of what Ren is is, is, is quite different. But we're probably getting a little ahead of ourselves to go start talking about something like Taoism. But the, the point of it is that if you want to be a great human being, start with being somebody who can really love his parents. This is not an easy task um, all the time. The father-son relation and any kind of parent-child relation is full of a lot of history, uh, a lot of uh, very, very commonly a lot of disappointments, um, a lot of unhappy memories. And this is just something that happens when you're dealing with imperfect human beings, which we all, all we, we are all, and certainly we're all born as imperfect human beings. But it's also something that a person naturally wants. A person naturally wants to have a wonderful relationship with their parents. They want to make their parents proud and they want to they want their parents to have pride in them. And it's not just a matter of being proud. There is this closeness and there's this affinity uh, between a parent and a child. The father sees himself in the son because the son looks like the father and not just takes after the father physically, but in a lot of spiritual ways. I've seen many um, sons laugh exactly like their father. I've seen um, a lot of sons uh, take on the thinking patterns of their parents. A lot of children can take 
often the bad habits of their parents. So there, in my observation, is a lot of inheritance between the parents and the children. And this tends to happen, in my observation, more strongly between the father and the son. Why that is, well, there could be a number of biological reasons behind this. Um, things that could pertain to evolutionary theory, but uh, it's not something I really want to get into at this moment. But the point is that there is this very, um, this very powerful connection between a father and his son, between a parent and the child. And so filiality, being a filial person, is not uh, an easy thing to do, but it is something that is naturally desired. And the more that you can be a filial person, especially as you keep growing into your later age, the more it requires you to be somebody who is thoughtful, somebody who is forgiving, uh, somebody who can also appreciate the the fragility of life because your father of course is older than you and somewhere between about 20 to 30 or 40 years older than you are and once you understand that your father won't be around forever and neither will your mother although women do tend to live uh, a lot on average longer than their husbands um, because of a few factors one usually the husband is older two because um, men seem to succumb to life stressors um, and have failures in their health um, more frequently and more intensely than women. So men generally, by the time they get older, uh, tend to be in poorer health than women. Um, and of course, there's other factors such as you know when men end up are, men are the one who's when are the ones who end up fighting wars. And so you know these kinds of things. Uh, means that they're more likely to be injured or to be killed in battle. So um, you're more likely, to, uh, it's more likely that your mother um, will outlive your father in terms of probability. But in any case, your parents won't be there forever. And once you understand that um, they won't be around forever and you only have one father you only have one mother people tend to forget this uh, you can have many children and it's always possible that um, you will end up with more than one spouse throughout your life uh, <clears throat> but you can only have one father you can only have one mother. 
And you can only receive this fatherly love from one person. And you can only receive that motherly love from one person. I, I think one of the problems of our society today is that we, we, we kind of have like uh, so many father figures. And we forget that actually the father fatherhood is actually still unique. Um, you might have a godfather. You might have a coach or a teacher that is like a father figure, a pastor uh, or a priest um, that is like a father figure. And, um, you know, I'm not against making this a figurative or analogical comparison, but it's still, uh, still different. You know, so as a teacher, I can be a father figure to many of my students and I do instruct them, I do raise them, I do cultivate them, but it's still different from a son who is your flesh and blood. It's different, still different from a child who is your flesh and blood. So, and, and it's not something that's easy to explain, but once you have children, uh, I think it'll just start to make sense. Um, it's kind of like when you try to tell a five-year-old boy or six-year-old boy, you know, why one day he'd like to get married, uh, it might not make sense to him because he simply hasn't gone through the life changes to make it make complete sense, right? But you don't have to tell um, an 18-year-old why he or she would might want to get married one day, right? It's just kind of just kind of makes sense to them why that feeling is there. Um, so a lot of people don't understand that until they actually have their first child. Um, again, you know this connects back to biology, and of course, as it connects back to biology, there's connects also to um, you know these ideas about evolution and so forth. But whether you believe in evolution or um, you, you have your own uh, religious faith that explains the origin of, of man, uh, there is a biological change when a person becomes a parent, whether, this per whether you become a mother or you become a father, there's certain hormones that, are, um, that are flood your body and um, you know, if you've ever seen uh, a young man, um, once he has his first child, his, his body changes. You know, typically he gets a, a, a big gut, a big belly. Um, that's very much related to the hormonal changes um, that happens when he, when his wife uh, gives birth to a child. So um, this, this filial relationship is something that is very core to our humanity and the cultivation of the father-son relationship or the mother-daughter relationship or simply generally the parent-child relationship the cultivation of this relationship is something that requires a lot of personal development it requires a lot of love it requires a lot of forgiveness it requires a lot of hope. And it puts into perspective what is truly important in life. 
because it's not always important that your son uh, wins all the football games and goes to state. It's not always important that your son gets into the Ivy League. Um, and it's not, you know, just because, simply because your father is not some sort of um, invulnerable Superman does not mean he doesn't um, that does not mean you should not love him, that you should not respect him. And one other thing to mention here is that if you are a person um, well let me start this over. If people back then became fathers earlier and um, for women, they became mothers even earlier. And so it, you didn't have to wait till you're 30 or 40 to understand what your parents went through. You pretty much could understand that within the first 16 to 20 years of your life. And you would understand already what a father, what being a father or being a mother is like. And when you go through that, you can start to understand your own parents a bit more, including the parts where they just make mistakes. And so filiality is not simply just being a child to a parent. I mean, that is true for the first couple decades of life. But it's also becoming part of a larger lineage of human beings, a, a web of descent. Not just a line of descent, but you know it, it it branches out. So family life is something that makes a person really understand what is important about being a human being, and the kind of person to not just do that for his own children, but also take that understanding and appreciate and respect and love their parents more out of it, even when the parents, they know of all the problems that their parents have, all the weaknesses, all the disappointments that parents um, have experienced uh, or they've experienced with their parents. Even with all that, if you can be filial, that says something about the humanity, the ren that you have cultivated. So that is why what Master Yao says is actually very important. It's difficult for us to understand today. But if you can if you can try to get yourself to be more filial, this is a very strong way to become more virtuous. But ultimately, you just want to be filial because that's just something that you as a human being naturally desire. We all desire to have good relationships. With their parents. So if you can do this, you should try.